0: Welcome back to Live, Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. First episode of 2021. Pretty good, huh? Number 251. I had hoped I had hoped that, uh, that the goings-on in Washington, D.C. this week would be, uh, you know, just kind of formalities and that we would march on into 2021, focusing on getting that vaccine distributed and uh, trying to get back with our loved ones, offering one another hugs, both literally and figuratively. Uh, well, that's, that's not the case. And this coming Wednesday, we're going to see uh, something pretty dramatic unfold in Washington, D.C. The 6th of January, uh, by the Constitution, is supposed to be the day in which the the votes cast by electors, members of the Electoral College, is certified by the Congress of the United States. Uh, And a real quick Schoolhouse Rock lesson here. If there is an objection in the House, which also enjoys a companion objection in the Senate, well, then that joint session of Congress is dissolved for two hours, and a debate takes place and a vote uh, is then cast based on that objection. Now, if those objections are upheld in both chambers, then, well, the election results are not certified. That's not likely to happen. Washington, D.C., and specifically the Congress, is really a numbers game. And while Democrats do enjoy control of the House, uh, we're not likely to see uh, two sustained objections by the two chambers. And so where does that leave us? Members of Congress still have a decision to make. Do they object or not? I've kept a close eye on Utah's delegation. Senator Romney has been very outspoken, uh, both in his intention to uh, support and certify the votes cast, and also in his condemnation of those who would act otherwise and object. In the House, we, up until today, uh, knew of uh, newly sworn in Congressman Burgess Owens and his intention to object in the House, along with some 140 other House members. We spoke to him last week and Just this morning, via Twitter, it has come to our attention that Utah Congressman Chris Stewart has, quote, after serious thought and consideration, uh, will not be voting to certify the election, close quote. Uh, And Congressman Stewart joins me now. Uh, Congressman, sir, how are you?
1: I'm well, and we're all hopeful that that 2021 brings a little more light and hope to all of us. So uh, here's to a good year. Yeah,
0: Fingers crossed. Uh, listen, I, I have uh, some questions for you. I'm going to press you pretty hard on a lot of this. And I want to start with two uh, tweets of yours. One dated December 15th of last year. The last line reads, I look forward to working with President-elect Joe Biden and Vice President-elect Kamala Harris for the common good of the American people. The second tweet is the one sent out by you just today indicating that you will not vote to certify the election. Before we get into specifics, how are you able to reconcile those two?
1: Well, because things changed. One of them was three weeks ago. And in the interim three weeks, uh, Pennsylvania legislators heard a body of evidence. Georgia legislators had hours and hours of hearings with a body of evidence, uh, as did uh, Arizona and others. And uh, the evidence wasn't as compelling on that original tweet. And it's just reached a point now where, as I said, after trying to be as thoughtful and considerate of this as I could, I've just reached a point where I don't think we can, I can't say to the American people, I certify that these electorals represent the will of the people in these states. And if I can't say that, then I can't vote to certify those electorals. So the two tweets are not inconsistent in any way. They're just different because the facts are different than they were three or four weeks ago.
0: There have been lawsuits. There have been, I think, 50 plus. There was one uh, Trump campaign victory. I believe it had to do with uh, the proximity that poll watchers were allowed to stand uh, to the the ballots themselves and the counters. Uh, Other than that... Uh, Congressman there have been no uh, there have been no victories in the court uh, in any of the states that you have just mentioned what, yeah. what are the specific yeah. uh, what are the specific bits of of evidence that you've encountered over these past 3 weeks you mentioned
1: well uh, and look Lee, maybe you and I just don't agree on this and we've had many many great conversations in the past and we'll have many great conversations in the future but m- again maybe we don't just disagree or agree but if anyone says that there's no evidence that's just absolute nonsense there's plenty of evidence about this. The question is, is there enough evidence to actually overturn the election? People also say, well, the courts have decided. The courts have decided technical issues. For example, the Supreme Court decided on a technical issue regarding Pennsylvania's Did they violate their own constitution. The Supreme Court didn't look at evidence regarding uh, voter integrity or election integrity. The only body, uh, and that's true of, of, as far as I know, virtually every one of these court cases, they were actually deciding on technical issues of law, not on a body of evidence. The only groups that have actually looked at evidence regarding voter irregularities are the legislators, which is, it's their responsibility. We have 27 of the state legislatures in Pennsylvania who have written a letter to Congress saying the, uh, the irregularities in Pennsylvania are so severe, we're asking you not to certify our state's electorals. A bipartisan judiciary, state judiciary committee, again, bipartisan in Georgia, said by their, uh, by their investigation that, that there was so much... Uh, so much potential fraud that they ask us not to certify. These are those who held those hours and hours of hearings regarding this. The courts haven't done this. The courts haven't had a trial put before them. The courts have issued on technical issues of standing and other technicalities regarding the law. They haven't had a trial whether there has been voter fraud. None of them have.
0: What, why n- why
1: legislators
0: have why, why not why haven't if these issues are they're sufficient just, to bring just, action on the part of the state legislature uh, state legislators who have issued these letters to to you and other members of Congress wh- why hasn't that same evidence been presented so by sure. the Trump campaign to the courts and those courts then reached the same conclusion uh, as has been reached by these state legislators you mentioned?
1: Yeah, I wish I knew definitively the answer to that question. It's been very frustrating to me. I think probably just the court system is so onerous and so slow that it takes, you know, look, in the federal courts, it takes months to put on the court docket. I know that from members of my family who are, you know, a federal judge. And others, you can't go before the federal courts and say, hey, if you don't have anything going on next Tuesday, we'd like to present our case to you. It takes is, months is, and months. is that
0: to say that some of the rationale that has moved these various state legislators to action, that, that that information is prepared and ready to be presented to the courts and that they're rejecting it? Or is it simply not yet been presented?
1: I, listen, I I'm, a I'm
0: a respecter of the of the system and of the process, 100 yeah. percent. And you, you yeah. know that maybe better than anyone. I, I respect the, the process. But and so my question is this, if there is evidence out there and it is sufficient to bring these legislators to movement, to asking the United States Congress not to certify the results, it seems that that same evidence uh, would be pretty important to the Trump campaign and there would be high motivation to present it to the courts.
1: Well, that's certainly true, and I believe the Trump campaign has been attempting to do that. But uh, again, uh, the actual explanation for why the courts have not seen that yet, I can't tell you. All I can tell you is that the courts have not seen most of that evidence yet. But again, the state legislatures have. But some of this stuff, Lee, is so, is so simple that it doesn't take a court to determine that. You have dozens and dozens of affidavits sworn under penalty of perjury by responsible and, once again, bipartisan uh, individuals who have who have attest to meaningful voter irregularities, you you watch the video of the ballots being counted in Georgia, and it's inexplicable. And the explanation for it makes no sense at all. And so, look, once again, I'm not when you, saying... When, uh, wait, 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 if I could just conclude. I'm not saying that this is going to overturn the election. I think it's extraordinarily unlikely that it will. I'm saying that the American people deserve to know, and President Trump deserves to know, and frankly, uh, President-elect Biden deserves to know. He should be able to go into into office without this cloud hanging over his head. And the only way to do that is to give us a little time to examine it. And I appreciate what Senator Cruz has done and said, do a 10-day audit. That's all we're asking for, do a 10-day audit. So, we can assure the American people that, that we've had the right outcome here. And that's not an assault on democracy, as some have, have concluded. For heaven's sakes, we're just asking to be able to show for the benefit of everyone Republican, Democrat, Biden supporters, Trump supporters for the benefit of everyone. Let's make sure that we have, uh, have answered these questions to the very best of our ability.
0: Last question i have for you, and let me again thank you for your, your time here chatting with us on this issue. Uh, the Secretary of State from the state of Georgia participated in that hour-plus-long conversation with the president uh, on the 2nd. The, the president and his attorney seem to indicate that some of the behavior on the part of uh, this Georgia official and his attorney uh, was akin to, to criminal acts. Do, do, you, do you believe that yourself?
1: No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I have no, I have no knowledge or no information that would say he or anything that he or anyone else has done with this, as far as those officials, you know, were operating in their official capacity. Now, there might have been criminal acts, you know, way way down the line with, you know, you know, some illegal ballots or you know people voting who aren't registered or not living in the state, that type of thing. But I don't think the Secretary of State in Georgia did anything criminal, and I don't know, well, you know, why the president would say that. But it's not the first time the president has said things that I. You know, I don't understand or I, I don't justify or try to explain. Uh, not the first time, you know, that's ever happened. So it's not terribly shocking. But um, and, and I, I'll be honest, too, Lee, I haven't listened to the conversation. I haven't read anything about it. I was actually at the White House this morning and had a chance to listen to the president's you know short explanation of that. But I, I really don't have any insight that, you know, you or anyone else doesn't have.
0: Uh, I, I misled you. I do have one uh, last question. Is there is there any ce- is the, no this is is there any scenario on Wednesday uh, in which you do vote to certify these results? Uh, I, I understand you'll support an objection, but is there uh, anything during those two hours or four or six or eight or however many hours it takes to uh, debate back and forth these objections? Is there any scenario sure. in which you find yourself uh, voting to certify uh, the the election results as cast by the electors?
1: Well, for sure. I mean, if, if these questions are answered, and I don't, I don't mean every jot and tittle. I mean, even if the preponderance of the questions are answered, if if the things that concern these 27 state legislatures in Pennsylvania can be answered, if the, if the reasons that the, the bipartisan Judiciary Committee in Georgia sent us a letter, and if those things can be answered. Uh, you, you know, I'm not here to overturn the will of the people. I'm here to certify the will of the people. I'm here to assure the American people that the election was fair and honest. And if those questions can be answered and we can do that, then, of course, I would vote to to certify after that debate. It's going to be difficult to do in two hours, but it's not impossible. So this isn't anything about Trump. This isn't anything about anything other than the American people deserve to not feel they have a broken system, broken faith in their election process. If we do that, we lose our, our republic. You can't have a self-governing people if half the country feels like the election was stolen or there's questions there that people won't answer. That's the only thing I'm trying to do, to assure the American people that questions have been answered. All
0: right, Congressman. Listen, thank you so much for your time. Uh, We're already three and a half minutes over. The news folks are going to yell at me. Uh, We'll be watching to see how things play out uh, on Wednesday. Thanks again for for your time. Uh, That Congressman Chris Stewart has made his intention known to object to the certification of the Electoral College votes. Quick break. When we return, another member of Utah's House delegation, Representative Blake Moore. He's been a congressman now for just over 24 hours. How's it been so far? We'll chat with him next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.